Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode number 341 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. And I am a very, listen, I'm just going to say it, I'm tired. Yes. I just, I kind of want people to know that I'm tired because I've been, <laughs> I've been goofing a little bit, like, you know, maybe missing a letter here. Maybe I forgot to answer to an email there. And so I just feel like, I feel like we should talk about how we're feeling. <laughs> yeah. This is, I mean, this is, in. this is like the day before the last day of the consumer electronic show. And even, even if you're not actually traveling to it, even if you're just basically staying at home and trying to keep on top of it or look, I, I, I tweeted this, I tweeted this morning about how, like, do you ever watch those reality shows where they're like mining gold in the Yukon? Where like the equivalent of that, I would say, is Storage Wars. That's my equivalent. So yes, <laughs> okay. I have. <laughs> so I, I'm not. I, I, I will. I confess that everything I knew about gold mining was from like Warner Brothers cartoons. I assume you just like went out there and you drove a pick into the ground and you looked for a big yellow rock. Uh, if you were stupid, uh, you kept digging until you found actual gold bars in the ground, and you simply thought you'd struck gold and not just simply had had broken a hole into Fort Knox and you're about to be carried off and arrested. What I did not realize was that like it involves like lots and lots of lots of really, really super cool, like uh, construction equipment, like backhoes and bulldozers and stuff like that. And they basically stripped down like several football fields worth of earth off of this pristine looking wilderness and, and it's okay because they, they actually have environmental laws and like by the but when they when they finish they basically have to restore everything to where it was and 10 years later everything grows back it's, it's 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 perfectly fine that's not the point but the point is that so they have to like clear this several football fields worth of land to to and they run through all these processing machines and the big dramatic reveal at the end oh let's see how much gold we got and it turns out to be like i'm I'm holding up like maybe like a one liter water bottle and like imagine that filled with like gold flakes and that's the amount of gold they got after clearing off like uh, like six football fields worth of land and of course it's worth a kajillion dollars but it's like that's a, you can hold it in your hand and that's how much gold you got okay that and that's what it feels like at ces because you just have to be at that backhoe just run and fill like day after day after day after day looking for the news that is relevant to you that you're the topics you're writing about and then within that subset are actually worth talking about and that's how, and that's the amount of energy. And so it feels like, my God, I, I've been at this for six hours and I found 18 flakes of gold. It feels as though a caloric output compared to what I'm getting out of it. It's physically taxing and it's emotionally taxing. Would you not agree? And yet I wasn't even there physically. I was there right. only virtually. We ended up having so much more news out of this week than I think we had anticipated. I would also like to share... <laughs> that in lieu of being at CES in person this year, which I'm frankly with the spike going on and everything, it's just it feels like I would have been a little too anxious right. to be around that many people. I was watching the CES videos that were being posted to social media because I was just kind of like curious to check in and get the boots on the ground, you know, feelings that were going on in Las <laughs> Vegas. Um, I got a couple of tours in the new boring tunnel. So that's <laughs> Musk's little tunnel where Teslas go through. And um, if I am not mistaken, they take you to the one of the main entrances of the Las Vegas Convention Center, which is where the majority of the CES show floor takes place. So I did a couple of rides through Twitter that way. I also uh, went on TikTok to see all of the depraved robot content because that's where, where you will find that's where you'll find like the really, you know, questionable, should this really be in the ether kind of situation? But because it exists at CES physically, it, there needs an outlet. No, I'm not, I'm not going to judge. Most of those depraved robots are just working their way through law school. I understand. Mm, listen, <laughs> if I have to see that butt jiggling machine one more time, and the thing is, I've seen it in person, but somehow it still gets like circulated in the social media channels every CES. So I guess kudos to that manufacturer. 
Um, I did watch Pepcom, which is a a press show that takes place before the main show floor opens at CES. Um, I got to see the food they were eating, mostly stacks of cookies, <laughs> I noticed, which feels that, that's that's I guess that's you a could mistake. sneak you, that under a mask. You're 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 gonna you're gonna want protein. You're going to want water and electrolytes. If you're going to load up on carbs raisin and sugar, cookie, by the way, that's going to be we'll a give you a lot of that. We'll give you the sugar. You get some protein from the nuts mm. that are in the, if it's an oatmeal nut raisin. Anyway, um, empty-ish halls, but still enough people that it would have, again, as I said, give me a panic attack because <laughs> I've been living in the same house for, t- <laughs> for two years, seeing the same three people every day. <laughs> so... Any more than that feels like a lot. We really need to ease ourselves back into like this way of life. At the same time, Andy, I did have a little FOMO <laughs> because, you know, things are not normal-esque. And right. in some cases, they probably shouldn't stay normal the way that things were considered, you know, normalized back in the day. Some things I think should change and evolve. But I, I miss... I don't know. That's reliability of CES being like around this time of year, like you encounter <laughs> a specific subset of, you know, colleagues around this time of year. It's, it's there's, there's, there's a certain metronome to the year that's set by conferences that's and shows that you have to go to. Great way to put it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, the, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, when Macworld Expo like stopped being a thing, that I, for like, for the, uh, no joke, for the first time in my adult life, I had no idea what the first two weeks of January were for. It was like I've ne- I had, in my entire adult life, I had never had any plans for the I first week or two. I remember that time. Yeah, and yeah. so and so it's like I did not. I the first year that I was at home, I'm I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. There's, I I, I suppose I could take down the Christmas decorations. But by the way, ha- Happy Orthodox Christmas! By the way, this we're recording on January sixth. Thank you. That's uh, true. January 6th. Um, I sometimes I'm a little mad at the Orthodox Church right now for some of the the offenses taking place in the motherland. <laughs> so again, they, they they call them Orthodox for I'm a reason. Sticking to the Hallmark schedule. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I, I all, all all I meant to introduce was that like so this is this is this is my cue that okay, I guess I do have to take down the Christmas decorations now. And uh, like I, I, I forgot to get my I forgot to get my pierogies. Now, now I have to make pierogies. It was we're, we're having a big winter storm. Like our big the, the first like nor'easter like of the season is like going to mm-hmm. be happening in a couple starting a couple hours. And for for all we know, it'll be, just be a few inches. It'll be fine. But it's like oh, I better plan on like not being able to really just get out and do shopping. If, yeah. And I forgot. So, but I, I got the fixins to make pierogies, but. I've the, the happy medium I've made is that for myself is that I don't have to like sit there and like make pierogies like it's not it's not the most complicated thing in the world but it's like if I can buy a bag of frozen burrito, frozen pierogies and just sort of you know tart them up a, little, a bit on my own like that that's more my speed but okay <sighs> I remember those days shopping at Trader Joe's and turning those things like the the pre-mixed situations that they have into my own little meals. Um, and now I'm just trying to – now my friends are just trying to convince me to get an air fryer so I can make dinner once in a while. <laughs> so. Anyway, I was pretty I was pretty impressed at being able to get a taste for CES through social media. So my sleuthing worked. I still felt like I was there without breathing. <laughs> Same air. The, and, you know, we'll talk about it in, you know, the podcast episode today, in the one that you're all listening to right now. But there still ended up being a significant amount of announcements and things moving forward, so to speak. And yeah. the year has officially kicked off for yeah. the tech and gadget industry. I would say so. This the the thing is people uh, people forget that the consumer electronics show it's not a place where people consumers go to like be marketed to. It really is an industry show 
And when I say an industry show, I mean, it's like there's you hear all about Intel and what they're doing. You hear all about Sony and their special like tricked out electronic electric vehicle that they're proposing. But you don't hear about, well, there's a booth that does nothing but like the rubber nibs that go into like earbuds. And they want they're hoping to like sell a hundred thousand units of earbuds, earbud nibs. They to came like across a major my Twitter findings, by the way. Like right. they're using the hashtag and I have to respect the hustle. Because in no, this economy, yep. who's buying your rubber nibs? I mean, yeah. I guess supply chain shortage you have a leg up there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, they just there's, there's, like, they're probably glad to be out of the factory for 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 a week and in, in Las Vegas. But yeah, so it's it's like that. So that Again, there there are there are people who are like supply chain analysts and supply chain journalists who are who are eager to talk to the rubber earbud nips nips people yes. who can who can say that oh well oh are you are you saying that you know, can I can I quote you on background that you recently had an order for a that that's exciting but the thing is like when you're from I don't know about you but for me like I'm more I'm more of a general generalist so I kind of feel as though I have to look at everything to figure out like what the storylines are shaping up to be yes. and and basically am i looking for cues of to uh of to this this year i was mostly looking for not finished products but component makers that are making components that could be significant a year or two or three from now because i'm looking mm-hmm. i'm looking for signs that uh that mixed reality glasses are going to be a thing pretty soon didn't find that. I'm looking for a sign that uh, autonomous and like maybe even level three, level four vehicles are going to be a thing soon. Did find evidence of that. Uh, but th- this, these are the sort of things we have to just keep looking and looking and looking and saying, why, yes, I will take this briefing. Thank you for this opportunity. I can give you 15 minutes here from here and there. Uh, and but but it does kind of it does kind of wear you down because you are for, you you always feel as though you're missing out on something. And then there's the time where, oh, so you really have nothing to tell me, but you're, but, but we, we both need to go through this, this charade of like, we need to have meetings scheduled or else we've totally wasted our week. I got to tell you <clears throat> at the same time, listen, I've adapted. <laughs> I've adapted to doing my job fully from this little room that I am now podcasting from. And I am surprised at the amount of like virtual meetings. You know how many times I had to draw on my eyebrows this week? <laughs> Every single day since Saturday. You know what that means when I draw on my eyebrows? It means I was on video. <laughs> so. You know, I, I see, I just thought of something. I, I had a, I had an elderly neighbor up the street who I, I, you could probably f- fix her age exactly by the fact that she had like she had had her eyebrows like electrolyzed off when it was trendy to do so and i think oh my and i think that and so basically after that stopped becoming a thing she still had to pencil in her entire eyebrows like Mm -hmm. for the rest of her life because she had had them permanently removed and i'm thinking that we're that you'll be able to fix people who like were of a certain age in like 2022 let's say let's say 2023 2024 because like they also had like their eyebrows shaved off but they had like motion tracking dots like tattooed like in their place because all their all their meetings are virtual and so basically they do their makeup virtually every single day versus like what kind of what kind of eyebrows do i want in this conference call like eh, i kind of want to like arch some- sort of Interesting. That is really interesting. It's sort of what what do I want to call it? Body body modification <laughs> that I could see happening. I don't know. Gen Z's very not Gen Z, but Gen Z's children, I think, are gonna be very, very open to this sort of thing. <laughs> These are my predictions for beyond 2022. Uh, well, so, so, yes. As long as you don't do the gross stuff that winds up on those like videos that body from body modifications, that's fine. I mean, it's yeah. your body, it's your body, do what you want, but mm. if your body is like never healing from a piercing, that's because it was not never meant yeah, to be pierced. It's like that's my and uh, that's my feeling that's, about that's, that. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, you know, and and again, the the elderly lady up the street, it wasn't it wasn't the biggest mistake of her life. It was a correctable error. It might have been a bummer to have to again pencil in those that feature every single morning, but it was fine. I just don't know, like, what if she had decided, like, at that same age, that 
I want to have like a, a starfish, like a devil star, devil faced starfish molded out of surgical silicone and then like inserted up in the skin b- below my forehead. So I'll always have this like bump in my forehead, like a, like a, a starfish. Well, you with know, that's fangs. a thing, right? I do know it's a thing. I, unfortunately, okay. I've okay. seen, I've seen pictures of it happening and I'm like, okay. Well, there was a whole episode of MTV's True Life about it before the series went off the air. I like watched it anyway. We, Ah, see, you guys, this is why we need bonus episodes. <laughs> this is why we need to commit. We just, Andy and I need to sit down and commit and just let ourselves ramble for a while together because this is what happens. We just get into, like, I want to explore this with Andy, but we have to talk about Google things. <laughs> we will, and 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 we will. But this again, those of you who grew up uh, who grew up like in the, the Great Lakes area, the Northeast, where there's cold weather, you can't just simply put the start the car on a cold morning, put into gear, and take off. You got to let it run. You got to got to let the, the the oil and the other fluids heat up. Listen, and re- we do re- that in California too. Okay, <laughs> we do that here too. It does get cold. I had to learn how to layer to eat outside. Really? How, how, well. COVID times. Okay. Well, I had to meet a friend. There was no way in heck I was going to sit in a building with my friend who would like, who wanted to be really safe. I got tested oh, okay. right before sorry, I saw but... them. Yes. And then I learned how to layer so I could sit outside comfortably and okay. get the California 40 degree dry cold. It gets cold. Okay. 40 degrees is not warm. <laughs> okay. I, 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 Fahrenheit. I, it was. 42, 43 degrees this uh, this earliest afternoon when I went for a walk. What are you going to say? You I, were in I will, shorts? I will, not say, I will not say what I wore. No, no, no. I, I was not, I was not in shorts? shorts. I'm not, I'm not one of those people. You were in a t-shirt? <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it was a long-sleeved like baseball shirt. <laughs> you know what? See, I was walking, You're just, you see. I was walking, so you I was are in heat. bred and born. Exactly. I am not. I my, The way I evolved was for a different climate and that's okay exactly that's as as, okay. as i'm fond to say <laughs> that again i'm like russian slash eastern european i my body is genetically optimized for winter warfare okay i do so i do mine but I then i ended fine. here and <laughs> the genetics of my ancestors said don't Thank go back god <laughs> there's there's a reason why we did that boat trip <laughs> oh so boy we cozy, well well we're gonna, we're we're gonna we're, we should we should start talking about uh, CES and other news about Google. Uh, before the, before we move on, though, I do have to uh, have a retraction and a correction from last week's show. Okay. Uh, as you will recall, listeners, last week was our last show uh, before New Year's Eve, uh, and we were talking about again in our in our in our in our customary wonderful little way it was important for me to talk about memories of watching uh, being a little child watching dick clark's rock and new year's eve uh in the late 70s and not understanding exactly that that sharon twees the 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 cruise director of the of the love boat was behaving that way because she was in fact severely coked up now uh as it happened uh, i was able youtube being youtube someone had posted the entirety of dick clark's rock and new year's eve as it turns out, it was the 1978 crossing over to 1979 edition, uh, and so I, my memories were not terribly sharp. Uh, for I, I mentioned that I'm, I mentioned being like even at that age, being taken aback at Sharon Tui's, uh referring to the band Kiss as proprietors of punk funk, in which they were neither, neither punk nor funk. Uh, I was half half right. Uh, actually, it was Rick James. That she was introducing, mm. definitely funk, definitely not punk. So I'll, I'll so half six and one half dozen the other. She was not nearly as coked up as I recalled. She looked like she was putting it across very well. She was a little off on from maybe time she was to time. stoned. Maybe, maybe, maybe she was she was prescribed a little something to take the edge off or to make her more alert. I don't know. Uh, she was her. Co- I mean. Her co her co-host, I should mention, I should point out, was Eric Estrada, who I don't need to correct anybody who's uh, millennial or Generation X. Uh, Eric Estrada was the David Hasselhoff of the late seventies, so perhaps she was just like dazzled by Which his chest hair and man muscles because he was in a he was a punchline on every TGIF <laughs> ABC sitcom. That's how I knew of Eric Estrada. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you. 
Oh my goodness! Well, let's let's get let's get on with the show. Uh, th- of course, we're going to be we were talking about CES as it affects us personally, but we're going to talk about all the stuff that Google talked about at CES. Uh, they did pull out, uh, like many big companies did. They didn't actually have a physical appearance, uh, but they still managed to release a lot of not terribly interesting news in comparison to once again Sony of all people coming creating a working electronic electric vehicle uh, just to show off that they could um and after that though after we get past ces uh, it turns out that Janu- for, for for google january has been just a long long rose parade of pain uh, and we're not even at the end of the first week yet we will get into the details after this break this episode of material is brought to you by wealthfront A lot of investment apps make it easy to start trading, but just because it's easy to do, that doesn't mean you know what you're doing. Wealthfront makes it easy to invest and easy to grow your savings with a diversified portfolio. You can start investing in no time with Wealthfront's classic portfolio or make it your own with things that you care about, like socially responsible funds, technology, or hundreds of other investments. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts to help you turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of doing everything yourself. Don't want to spend hundreds of hours trying to lower your tax bill? They help you do that. Not sure how to rebalance your portfolio or what rebalancing is? They do it for you automatically. Wealthfront is trusted with over $28 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. And the best part is their product is simple and powerful. It has 4.9 and a half stars in the Apple App Store. To start building your wealth and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash material. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash material to start building your wealth. Go to wealthfront.com slash material to get started today. Our thanks to Wealthfront for their support of this show and Relay FM. Well, the letters CES stand for Google, Google, Google. Don't ask me how that works out. It is 1221 a.m. And as we've established, it's been a long, long week. Uh, Bless you, Andy, for doing the show with me at the weirdest hours. <sighs> uh, well, so Google had some stuff to talk about. Again, uh, it, we, we're not going to blame Google for not having a huge, huge splash of CES. They never do. Like, they're like They like, were going to have a booth before they ended up pulling out completely so well they always have they always put up like sort of like a carny funland sort of thing like in a parking lot Mm -hmm. don't they yeah yeah it's very it's fun for all the investors who are just kind of trotting around in their puffy vests and black slacks all day it can be a little fun i'm sure um somebody posted a photo of the monorail i don't know if that was back this year though i think that was an old photo but google's also notorious for wrapping the monorail in its slogans yeah yeah i see that that's the sort of presence that google and apple usually have like they do they're not going to waste if they got something really new and wonderful to announce they're going to book their own day for it sometime like at their own discretion and because they want to own the entire news cycle but apple mm-hmm. is not beyond like renting a billboard off the entire side of a building say yeah yeah you know like, we're privacy we care about privacy other companies don't care about privacy never they could never heard we're the only companies ever heard about privacy like okay, fine. Can you blame them? Well, the thing is, once you okay, once, sorry. Once you fit yourself, <sighs> see, you're you're once you decide that hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into I'm gonna go into like the most lavish jewelry store, buy myself the most iced out halo they make, and just like hold that right over my head and wear it wherever I go. There are a lot of people that are gonna say, okay, we think that you're better at security and privacy than many maybe if not good but let's take a look at your track record now let's say that i'm i don't live in the united states let's say i live in i don't know let's say just to pull a country at random china do you care about privacy for me oh wait a minute i can't get yes yes i know i'm sorry again what if 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 you're if you're gonna like you know (laughs) michigan j frog with your halo hello my baby hello my honey hello my right Mm -hmm. girl Again, I'm going to hold up the I'm going to hold up the hand of the hand of fate and say we're going to have to check your receipts on this. If you, if you don't if you don't do the do the, the Michigan J Frog dance with the halo over your head, then we'll let it slide. But anyway, uh but back back to Google. So what what do they actually talk about? Not a, not a whole lot. I think that I was reading some of your coverage and you had a lot more stuff <laughs> in your notes than I did. 
Um, I think that the the top thing that I had was just simply that they, they they backed this up with a blog post saying, hey, you know, one of those ways in which iPhones are awesome and Android phones kind of suck, we would like to decrease the level of suck so that it's better at that thing, if not closer to the way the iPhone works. And here we're talking about the way that it pairs headphones and other like bluetooth devices yes um so i mean that that is one of the nicest things about being hopelessly locked into the apple ecosystem is that you just never have <laughs> yes. to like you never have to long press on a bluetooth icon to like go into pairing and like bluetooth settings when you have a pair of headphones you just airdrop a file to your same company right. computers it's That's like, it. and, and it's not magic when you're talking about, I've got a pair of Apple made earbuds. I want to connect to my Apple made uh, iPhone, but it's still rather nice when it's like, oh, wait, I want to use my Apple pencil with my iPad. How do I, oh, wait a minute. The fact that it is actually close by the iPad means that the iPad says, oh, I see you have an Apple pencil. Great. We're using it. Wonderful. Uh, and, uh, but that you don't even get that kind of mojo really well when you're using Google earbuds with a Google phone. Uh, so they're trying to correct that. They're going to say that uh, they, they're going to be really, really amping up the the amperage on their fast pairing feature. Now, Bluetooth has its own like standard industry Bluetooth LE features for right. getting to get put two Bluetooth devices in proximity. They'll communicate with each other. They'll get each other working. It doesn't work great because it has to work with everything. Google, just like Apple did, tried to put their own spin on it, but they haven't really made it a priority. But this time they're they made a blockbuster style like all singing all dancing uh, announcement here uh so that uh uh again it's not not as not as cool as bmw had a car that was painted with electronic ink that hey look yes, it's a white car hey look it's cool. a black car it it's not as cool it's very cool actually look at the videos it of is, it anybody who it has is a very chance. cool no, no chance cool. no chance it'll ever ship in a million years but but no, but again but, by the time that we're we're trying to again have like a, a we're trying to use like our an android phone with a chromebook we will be ha- we will forget all about that magic car and be happy that this stuff works mm-hmm. quickly um mm-hmm. so so a whole bunch of headphones that have the right specs and are supported will auto switch between auto android devices chromebooks uh google is also making deal excuse me working with asus and other makers of windows notebooks and pcs so that they can switch automatically between devices use uh, a trick that apple is using for instance by using like your google account to know like here is your here is your device here are the devices that you have and be able to do that negotiation through the cloud instead of having to do it through a hardware protocol. Um, there's a lot of the stuff is going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. Some they're saying in the next couple of months, some they're just basically saying eventually count it in 2022. Uh, for instance, mm-hmm. they're talking about in, in a, in a, element of this that's totally relevant to me they're saying hey wow they're gonna actually make it easy to use like google headphones with google tv and we've talked before about how it annoys the hell out of me that i can't use my google smart speaker as like a chromecast speaker for my google tv this isn't that same thing but at least i won't have to when when i use this hopefully when i use this as a when i use my 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 smart my nest smart display as a Bluetooth speaker for my 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 Google TV, it will be easy to easier to, to hook up than it is right now. Um, other thing, uh, uh, yes, I see what you're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so and a, a lot of this, a lot of this stuff, um, it, they're going to be supporting uh, head tracking and spatial audio. That's coming. Um, they mentioned that Wear OS three watches will soon be able to unlock Android phones, just like an Apple Watch can unlock uh, an iPhone, just by simply being like on the same body as the person who's got that phone. Um, you actually had some good notes on this in your coverage uh, about the, the the Matter smart device standard. Uh, once they really turn on the lights on that feature, a lot of the devices th- uh, that uh, are available to you through the home app, home app will also get a lot of this same love. Um, the Android phone will just be like a Matter hub. Yeah. As essentially. That, that was, and that's all you need. I, I hope, see, I, I don't know whether I love that or not because uh, I, I, for, I keep coming back to the example of my uh, my my Nest wireless doorbell, video doorbell, where right. I, I like how easy it was to set up. I love how I know exactly where it is within the home app. What I hate is that when the doorbell rings, 
I have to go into the home app and fiddle with some buttons in order to get live video of who just rang the doorbell and then use the microphone to say, hi, I'm getting, I have to walk from my desk and then crawl over a whole bunch of piles of books, but I'll be there in a second. I, I would much rather there be an app installed that's just for the video doorbell that can simply disturb, just basically interrupt whatever I'm doing and give that's, me one that's button. That's a huge push. nest. That's a huge nest issue. I, yeah. You are the second person, by the way, in the last week within my circle that has complained about the nest situation as it is currently. And I agree with you. It is not okay the way it is right now. And I don't know if matter is going to quite fix that. Mm. Yes. I think the point of matter is to bring everybody else together instead of having it be so like Google is one pipeline and Amazon is one pipeline and HomeKit is one pipeline. Like the idea is they're all just one big bucket and Give everybody money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See that that that's why there there's some things where I'm glad that there's there's technologies that allow all these different devices from all these different manufacturers to be collected together under one space called the called mm-hmm. the home app. But one, but I would also love to have the app that says Nest Doorbell. That even if it doesn't like automatically pop up, if I just simply frantically stab my thumb on that button, I'm suddenly looking at all the controls for this doorbell as opposed to, okay, scroll, 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 cameras, tap, scroll, 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 tap on the doorbell, scroll, 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 where's the button for? And in the meantime- I am looking into some alternatives. I'll have you know that this is something that I'm looking into this year. Just just as an aside for everybody, I do a lot of testing in my off time. So what what else about this this sort of stuff like the uh, this this fast pairing stuff have I missed out on? Let's see. Oh, the thing that I'm actually really excited about is um so you're going to be able to set up a brand new Chromebook with just your Android device in tow. So I think actually you did mention that, but what's also coming is better pairability with a Windows laptop, Yay. which I know is like who cares, flow? Well, guess what? Flow cares because oh. just today I needed to send a file between my Android phone and my computer, and I don't have the tether set up, you know, the USB tether. And I was like, man, I wish I could just use nearby share. And eventually, fast pair, once you do the whole fast pairing mechanism with the Windows device, then it's going to allow nearby share, which is my understanding. I imagine it's going to use Bluetooth because I think Windows uses the same protocol mm-hmm. for its so-called nearby share. So that's exciting. Yeah. Now, the the only other stuff that I really had on my list was Android Auto, um, where, again, a lot, oh, of, yes. a, a lot of little stuff, nothing that seemed to be revolutionary. Um, they Apparently, they're they, – they, uh, they're they're in real tight. They they've had a lot of eight martini lunches with executives from BMW and Volvo because a lot of these features they're talking about were singled out. Oh, and select Volvo cars on select BMW cars to start, but rolling out to other cars to, in the future. Um, so if you got a BMW, you can do remote unlock, remote start with uh, with uh, select Samsung and Pixel phones. They're going to soon be rolling out digital car keys. Uh, if you've got an Android phone that supports ultra wideband. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, things are going to be ra- rolling out gradually amongst phones and different car makes. You don't have to have a specific kind of car. Uh, connectivity, I thought, was a big deal. I have, I don't, uh, I don't own a car. I haven't owned one for three or four years, but I do like occasionally get to test out like Android Auto stuff, and it's always a big pain in the butt. If the thing, uh, it a, still is. Yeah. It's it's bad. I was just telling my coworker today. We were talking about it in a side slack, and he was like, "Oh, you know, I think I'm going to buy that wireless USB dongle, which." Andy uh, was just mentioning which Motorola is making a wireless dongle for Android not, Auto it, cars. It shocked, it shocked me that not every car that has Android Auto has automatic wireless connection to the phone. It's like, really? I have to plug in via USB to make this thing You have work? to plug in and you have to connect via Bluetooth. So yeah. you have to pair the car. You have to pair to the car's Bluetooth while also connecting to the head unit with the Android Auto app on top of what is typically like another embedded system that's in the car. So like in our family car, which is a Subaru, there's a whole... OS already in there and I have to tap to go into Android Auto. The thing that doesn't work and this is where the frustration happens <laughs> is that if the if the cord in the car if it's not coming up on the Android phone as the right kind of USB accessory it will not connect to the head unit so Android Auto won't come up. And it's very frustrating because I have every everything bookmarked 
through my Google account. I have my Google Maps is so I have all these lists in there so that I can access them like when I'm behind the wheel. Very important to me. And so I really rely on that Android Auto. And I think this wireless dongle is supposed to help with some of that situation. Yeah. But I am not I'm 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 dubious. Yeah. I'm dubious because I've been burned so many times before. Yeah, and this is and uh, another common thing with CES announcements is that it's not they they do a product demo and they send you home with like product that you can then start playing with. It's an announcement and they'll ship it at some point. So you have to kind of take them I at think their word. You can, do they do they give Actually, them? I think you can buy this Motorola one. There is there's a whole landing page and everything. Yeah. The, the so the description that I was reading was they tried to make it sound as simple as well you just plug this this dongle into the USB port of your car and leave it in the car and that's it from now on as soon as you're into your car it actually just connects and, and, and available works. to ship beginning january 30th f fyi okay sorry off by three weeks but register I, mm-hmm. thank you but the, so and but I, I think google's press google google's blog post made me think that this was motorola's was just like the start of a class of devices like this it was just just happened to be the first one or is it that they just said hey motorola please solve our problem for us I think they just said, hey, Motorola, fix the problem because yeah. we see that there are third-party dongles on the market. There's one called AA Wireless. That was one that I learned about from the All About Android gang. And um, I you know, started to see on forums, people were like buying this third-party dongle to get wireless. Android Auto is such a niche yeah. like problem for people yeah. <laughs> that nobody talks about. And I constantly feel like i have to justify how much i know about the issues with it but then when i write about it i'm astonished at the people that come out of the woodwork that are just like oh thank god thank god because it (laughs) it, it's seriously been a huge pain point because they're trying to push these car systems on us this is a car-centered culture here in the united states so it makes sense that people would be finding these things frustrating because they're actually using them yeah well, the, well, the, the next parts were get, got my attention because this is the sort of stuff that you would hope that your that uh, Google in the car and and while we're on the subject, uh, Apple Siri in the car would help you out with. Mm-hmm. They're they're also promising that there's going to be a lot more tighter integration, not only with apps like for instance, if you're a Lyft driver, you know, the Lyft app inside your phone will now basically project yeah. onto the center console display. But what what got my attention was tighter integration with uh, Google Assistant. So more of your more of the cars built in features will be accessible through the Google Assistant. So without taking your hands off the wheel or your eyes off the road, you can do things like make the make, uh, turn on the air conditioning, turn off the air conditioning. You know, turn turn my hazard lights off. Whatever, um, it's, and and not only that, but I thought the the last bit I thought was really cool. Just the idea of having like the car in my driveway and it just being yet another like smart light bulb, where I can say like, hey, hey, Guillermo, uh, start the car and turn on the heater. The, Vol- the Volvo car is the first one that's going to do that, right? Yeah. And um, by the way, it's also getting YouTube when you're parked. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. you could tune into YouTube. So if you're like waiting for your pizza or whatever, your burger being delivered by somebody on skates. <laughs> Here we come on the run yeah. with that burger. On well, we're kind of going back to that with, you know, the pandemic still kind of forcing us to True. be outdoors. And so I've been seeing a lot more creative ways from people. Anyway, that's all to say you can watch YouTube now in your car. Hey, I, I just I just hope that all these great features like they don't turn into like Yes, your phone can do all of the stuff with Google Assistant, like remote start. However, we've decided as a car company to disable this and make this an $18 a month subscription option. Like, no, thank you for ruining yet another thing that's supposed to work I don't think that's going to happen with regards to Google and Apple in the car. Because their whole point here is to keep you into the ecosystem. Google with its services. Apple with its hardware. It's... It's all part of the big game, baby. And to be quite frank, that's why I've completely bought into it myself because <laughs> everything works with each other. Why would I not? Oh, by the way, just very quickly digression, but I also reported on Fire TV in the car. That was another, like I actually wasn't aware. There's apparently two Jeeps out there already with Fire TV available okay. in the headrest. Okay. For. It's you weird. got kids yeah. in the back. Yeah. You put them on Amazon Kids. You give them the little 
remote that comes with the car and you lock them into an ecosystem just like that. That's where I enjoyed like a, lo- a, lo- a lot of the weird and weird and wild <laughs> stuff. Like uh, who was the, was it, uh, I, I want to say Volkswagen, but I'm probably wrong. They showed like a, uh, I don't know if it was a concept or a real thing, but they said, well, how, well instead of having like little seat, uh, seat rest uh, screens for the kids, how about like a whole 35 inch 4k <laughs> like HDR TV? They're putting a 19, is it? 19 inch no, it's, it's, it's big it's, like, it's, a cra- it's 31 it's, inches the one in the bmw that they announced yeah. this week for fire tv it's panoramic it's big it's big enough that it would really hurt to slam your face into it if you stop short that's one oh 100 percent yeah 100 i just keep thinking about the migraines i would get from all that screen Being in the really car close. well i see i would I, I hope that they're parental controls because if I'm going to uh, – I feel as though I would let them have like real mind-numbing like educational entertainment. But if, they, if they're playing like Halo back there, it's like, will you kids shut the hell up and don't you – I don't care. I don't care if you are saying this to some stranger in Wisconsin and not to your little brother. You don't use that language in this car. <laughs> Can I just tell you this is, by the way, a TikTok thing. If you if you feel the need to watch teenagers playing Halo in the car, <laughs> you can find it. Because remember, like I remember when TVs in the minivans were a brand new thing, and now they are commonplace. Every time I drive at night, I just see TVs <laughs> in minivans. So, <laughs> well, that's, they're out there. That's uh, that again. That's fine. If, if it keeps, it's I, I'm willing to certainly say that it's a safety. Hey, you're thing. carting around a family. Right. Yeah, and, you and, want them to and you got, shut up. Well, yeah, no, exactly. Well, also, it's fair to the kids because you're they're they're stuck back there for like an hour while you pick up all your other kids and do all your other stuff. You Listen, may as well I keep already gave into the screen in the car. Okay, right. I see how it works. I understand. And if and it's like have if the kids are like back there and like mesmerized by the glow of the electronic <laughs> the electronic feeding mechanism. Again, at least they're not screaming. At least they're not distracting the driver. That's fine by me. I'm not gonna as exactly. as as someone without kids i am totally an authority on what i should not be talking about about how people should be, t- be handling their kids i i'm very very aware of that and i, I totally respect ah, you. you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do now is there uh, is there that is there anything else that i missed that was google specific about ces i think i got it but i think we got yeah, we talked no, about everything it. but that's about everything you got it you got it listen it's gonna be a good year for being a google user i'm it it always it's it always is because this ecosystem just gets bigger and then everything gets more integrated. So yep. the consumer consolidation, et cetera, <laughs> et cetera, buzzword, buzzword. It's all going to be great. Reve- fine. Revenue per customer, blah, blah, blah. Yes. We'll be, we'll be, ma- we'll be maximizing pro- shareholder <laughs> profitability. Uh, but, but after, after all that, let's, well, we're going to take a little break, get a little bit of water, and then we're going to talk about once again, the, the massive, the massive pain parade that Google went through. We've talked about the Rose Parade. This is more like the, the, the Delta Tau Kai float in the parade at the end of Animal House, where it's a lovely cake, but then it splits apart and out emerges the death mobile. Back after this. Well, we have a whole bunch of late breaking stories, uh, none of which are good for Google. Well, they're they're good for Google if you work in their legal department and you agree to not take a salary, but to be paid by the hour on all the work that you do defending Google from antitrust sort of stuff. Hey, man, it pays the bills. Oh, boy. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. So shortly before we recorded, uh, we had another shoe drop on the lawsuit that Sonos filed uh, against Google in 2020. Uh, They alleged that Google and Amazon, although they said at the time of 2020 that, look, we can't afford to sue (laughs) two of the five wealthiest corporations in the world. We can barely afford to sue one of them where we pick Google. You can only sue one one of the fangs. Right. So... (laughs) Uh, so Sonos, of course, maker, uh, founding maker of multi-room speakers, uh, yep. alleged that uh, uh, they had 
entered into sort of a partnership with Google a while back where they're going to make sure that their Chromecast devices and other stuff work great with Sonos speakers. Hey, great, wonderful. Of course, that's a partnership that was made in heaven. And they allege that actually after the after Sonos sent sent along all the technical details about how all of their speakers work together, uh, they Google first came out with a Chromecast and then came out with their own smart speakers and that both these things and lots of other stuff were infringing on uh, I think that uh, I think they were saying there were about a hundred uh, different Sonos patents were infringed upon, although their lawsuits centered on just five, or at least there are five that are mentioned. Mm-hmm. So they so Sonos won that lawsuit in August. Uh, just today, the United States International Trade Commission, who has the ability to drop the hammer if they so choose, chose to do just that, drop the hammer on Google saying that, okay, you are forbidden from importing into the United States or shipping any device that infringes on these Sonos patents. Uh, I don't know. Now, this definitely gave Sonos a moral victory throughout their statements for the Mm -hmm. past couple of years. They were sort of hoping that Google would at one point say, okay, why don't we just have a licensing agreement? We will license these patents for you and you will be making lots and lots of money every time we Google sell some of these speakers. Uh, instead, the, the the ITC said, no, 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 you can't use these uh, patents anymore. Um, now, this might make you think that, oh, so this technically means that on the surface that no, you they can't, they can't sell or import any more Nest speakers. They can't sell or import any more Pixel phones on and on and on because lots of the stuff is using uh, these basic technologies these technologies include uh things like again how to how do different speakers communicate with each other point to point uh technologies for uh, setting up a connection for setting up a device lots of really really basic functionality uh, and lots of stuff in the google product line the nest product line is, is going to violate this however uh, during the judgment google had already kind of talked to the court said that well if these are the big the the, the big problems we're going to pr- we propose ways in which we can stop using this technology basically change the firmware change the features of these products so that uh, they will no longer infringe so the ruling actually carved out exceptions for these five important things as such google uh, immediately uh, basically said that, well, we're disappointed. We think the court has ruled incorrectly. However, this is not going to affect any shipments of any Google or Nest products in any way, shape, or form. They uh, they actually back this up with, again, a, a, a post blog post of the Google Nest community blog explaining upcoming changes. Now, they, were, they didn't have to say exactly why these changes were being made. Uh, quote, Due to a recent legal ruling, we're making some changes to how you set up your devices and the speaker group functionality, how it will work moving forward, uh, and explains that, okay, from now on, you can't change the volumes of a speaker group all at once. You're going to have to change individual speakers individually. Uh, set up procedures for new speakers are not going to be as easy. We're going to need you to do this other thing instead. Um, there was also, uh, I had forgotten about this until L-O-L. I read. L-O-L. L-O-L. I'm sorry. Yeah, they basically, basically that's all I have to say. They're, yeah, they're, their stopgap seems to be we're gonna to, to make sure that we can still sell stuff. We're gonna make things a little bit harder to use, but they also seem to think that they're going to be fixing these problems and creating new ways of achieving the same results without infringing patents, or at least with, without without doing something so that Sonos would. Uh, doing something such that Sonos would have to sue all over again in order to get them to stop it. Um, so it, so their Sonos had been again, anticipating a licensing deal probably is not going to happen. Um, the, the question I had in my mind was that is Sonos now going to go after Amazon because if they won this lawsuit, if they're claiming that Amazon was also using the same technology for their, uh, for their smart speakers, is there, can they too get a moral victory without any actual cash payout? We we can only hope. This has been really interesting. I looked through those five patents, by the way, and it really is just because of the casting infrastructure that got them into this hot seat, which is wild to me. At the same time, I can see, I, I, I don't see it like, you know, at the cellular level, but I could possibly see <laughs> why this is a problem that Google's casting infrastructure resembles that of Sonos, which was one of the first brands that offered, like you said, that multi-room audio. That's where I knew about that idea. It comes from that brand. 
Yeah. So and, and and again, it wasn't as though they like they're they're alleging that oh well you they they bought we 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 allege that they bought some Sonos speakers and reverse engineered them. It's like no, a classic example of hey, Sonos, you you and I have 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 the same sort of goals for our consumers. We should have a partnership that will benefit us both, and so that we can make sure that our services work well with your hardware. Please send all of your information, all of your technical specs, all of your schematics, all of your data, all of your software. And that was where that that kind of stuck in, in Sonos's craw a little bit. I can I can imagine. I'm not gonna lie though. God, if I could have this kind of court for like personal relationships, <laughs> the way that these big brands duke it out, because you know, compared to me, a individual, Sonos and Google are big brands. <laughs> so I just see these two rock'em sock'em robots going at it versus me. God, if I could just say, oh, no, you didn't <laughs> make a spectacle about it and win. If it were a, if it were a Cool Whip container or a deli container, yes, absolutely. The implication would be keep it and don't return it. But we're talking about like Rubbermaid, like snap and seal containers. Those are like $8 each. Why would I simply say, please take this $8 container? It wasn't a gift. I wanted to share some leftovers with you. <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes the most important victories are the pettiest ones. Uh, this one is not petty. There's a new class action lawsuit <laughs> filed uh, earlier this week. Uh, nice segue. <laughs> thank you very much. I am a communications <laughs> professional. Uh, so a, a antitrust suit filed in California as a class action alleging that That's fun. Google and Apple are were in cahoots, uh, that uh, Google and Apple made a deal with each other, that Apple agreed to stay out of the search business they were not going to develop their own search tool mm -hmm. uh and in exchange for this uh google was going to give them somewhere around the realm of 50 million dollars uh plus a piece of google search ad revenues and uh, also that apple would promote google search throughout its product line without having without uh commensurately uh, promoting alternatives to Google search and, and Google products. They claim out uh, here's the, here's the KG bit. It, uh, they claim to have uh, clandestine bystander recordings of some of these conversations. <laughs> I want the like uh, Taylor Swift in Kanye's recording studio, because that's just, <laughs> I, you know what I got? I, 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 I need the I need the DJ remix about of, of that audio track. Um, they mentioned that they were that uh, the two companies were openly referring to the relationship as quote co-oppetitive. That's Apple. They they're too much of a design oriented style oriented company to come up with a word as clunky as that. I, I could believe that yeah, Google came up with that. I agree. Uh, but so that's the that's the class action. It was the suit was filed. Whether it's going to go anywhere or not, who knows. But that does, given how cozy Apple and Google have been, again, Apple is happy to put up those huge, like, multi-story billboard posters about how crappy Google is for privacy and security and how great they are. But they will still take money to <laughs> to, to give exclusivity to, uh, to, to, to Google on their platform. Again, don't don't go don't go, you know, don't 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 go high kicking with your with that with a halo on your head if you can't if you, if it's not a pure untarnished halo. Uh, now, in other <laughs> in other but in other antitrust news, and I, I don't know if for those of you who like are new to this planet uh, the past, let's say, 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> antitrust is a really itchy word with google it's you know it's a it, it gets a lot of people thinking I mean, hey, the word itself is it's got anti and then it's against trust which literally, is, literally yeah. you know you if know? you diagram that word it is i don't trust you and so mm -hmm. senators aren't trusting them state attorneys general are not trusting them uh and certainly the ceo of DuckDuckGo does not trust them they uh he gave an interview with the washington post on tuesday uh gabriel weinberg the ceo of DuckDuckGo. Uh, claimed that Google was implementing quote dark patterns uh, to lure in the in the Chrome browser to lure and manipulate users into disabling. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Dark patterns sounds like the fear mongering of playing a record backwards. I'm sorry. It's it sounds like the third mode on that BMW with the uh, e ink paint job. Also, keep going. But basically, so his his his, his he's claiming to to this reporter that uh, because Google has control of the most popular browser on the planet, 
they're abusing their control of Chrome extensions to undermine any alternative search engines for their for their plugins. And he's asking for he's basically begging for an antitrust investigation into this. Um, hmm. I'm going to quote. Uh, the article here, uh, the changes include requiring users to answer whether they would rather, quote, change back to Google search, unquote, after adding the DuckDuckGo extension and showing users a larger highlighted button when giving them the option to, quote, change it back, unquote, or not. Uh, Weinberg said, furthermore, that the effect of these changes that were made in 2020 was immediate and resulted in a 10% drop in user retention for the DuckDuckGo plugin and search engine. Ah. <sighs> This is like what Windows 11 is kind of doing with its Edge versus Chrome situation. So in Windows 11, they make it really hard now for you yeah. to choose exactly what your default browser is. And part of the reason, by the way, I've stayed on Windows 10 because I just don't want to deal with that. Um, but this is not, this is anti, this is anti-user. I, I would not like that because I use DuckDuckGo oh. and I use... I have the Google browser in my on my work Google account. And so I'm okay with like all the tracking going there. I want that stuff to like, you know, be logged. And then I have DuckDuckGo on my personal account. And I'd like to keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Google was reached for comment and they're actually saying that you'll you'll be you'll be relieved. Okay, you're you're you you'll you'll be apologetic how silly you were because it turns out that uh, according to Google, they did all this stuff for the benefit of users. Uh, the, the, oh, it's for, okay. The spokes, I was wrong. I, I, I but, was wrong about what I wanted. Exactly. And needed. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put words in their mouth. Uh, the spokeswoman uh, said that the changes were made in response to user complaints about browser extensions in Chrome that unexpectedly changed search settings without the user's knowledge. Uh, she said, "Quote: The issue has been well documented for a long time, and is why we have ha- have we have long had clear disclosure requirements for extensions." and shown users a notification if any extension tries to change their search settings as a way to confirm their intent. Uh, she said, further said that the notification appears, quote, regardless of the user's chosen search provider, unquote, and that some other browsers have, quote, similar policies, unquote. I okay, I will support that part of it. It seems that as it seems that like uh, in Safari, if they catch me using Chrome as a default, when the next time I, I launch Safari, I say, "Ooh, Safari is not your default browser. Would you like it to be your default browser?" Uh, and then Chrome will say, "Oh, I noticed that Safari is your default browser. Would you like Chrome to be your default?" Uh, there's there's a certain like claiming of turf. Uh, I. I <sighs> I mean, add, add this to the pile of stuff that people want to investigate Google about regarding antitrust. I mean, there there might be some fire here, but this is, seems like mm. it seems like it'll be a sort of esoteric thing that they'd have to come up with a paper trail that says that there's uh, they'd have to find emails saying, hey, we've we've evaluated what the effect of people installing the DuckDuckGo right. extension is. We have to do something about it because there, is there a way that we can tweak settings in order to make this happen without that? It really is uh, an us versus them sort of thing. But the fact that a, right, right now DuckDuckGo is much loved. It is much trusted. It is very, very welcome. So, yeah. So he, he has a lot of firepower just by simply talking to a reporter and saying that, hey, they're trying to abuse us. They're trying to put us out. They're trying to put That's us underground. That's what I mean is I'm thinking about this, this and I'm just like, OK, well, they're kind of carrying the torch for this sort of thinking. They're making they have enough money to sustain them so that they can be loud about this sort of thing and not fear blowback. But I do agree, you know, that it would be very annoying. I mean, I don't know. Can't DuckDuckGo come up with their own extension that refuses to <laughs> let you search through Google? <laughs> Is that, we're, 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 it's we're, like, well, you're, you're opting into this. You know, if maybe they can use some clever words when you go and download the extension or whatever that says like, this is you opting in. Like, like, this like is your consent. I think you're, I think you're on something like they should, they should release DuckDuckGo as sort of a rootkit where it's like they use a mm. botnet to install it automatically. And every time you try to remove it, it just automatically propagates again, uh, just to make sure that they were certain about like not wanting DuckDuckGo mm-hmm. and then saying, mm-hmm. no, I'm pretty sure you want this extension. And we're, we, we know that you can't talk because you're being, you're being surveilled by Google. <laughs> oh, Blink twice if you blink twice if you want DuckDuckGo as your new default browser. Uh, oh, you'll you'll, you know, you'll have to give us access to your camera because we don't actually automatically harvest that. Uh, I got to tell you before we start closing out. Speaking of surveillance, I had to install the Amazon Assistant 
that I'm not going to say out loud <laughs> to not trigger anything on my main phone because I am testing devices and, you know, I cover that company's devices. And I cannot have a conversation now without some ad getting pushed to me about a related thing that I can buy. Like we were just mentioning earmuffs for Mona the other day. We were thinking like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to go to a concert? We'd have to buy earmuffs for Mona, right? What do I get served the next day, Andy? <laughs> earmuffs. They come in all yeah. sorts of colors. Did you know Amazon has them in 28 <laughs> different colors and patterns yep. for every single child and every child's head size? So it seems it seems as though it seems as though Amazon is upset that they have the market share that they do, and they're thinking that unless unless we make this so annoying, people will will keep having to like put more money into this product. We don't want to do this. The the, the fact that the, the number of times it says, "By the way, did you know that you could do blah 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 blah." Like I didn't know, but probably because I didn't care enough to actually look at this. I, I I have I have I had no understanding for exactly how taciturn the Google Assistant mm, is until that's a good word. until I, I plug in I plug in the Alyosha Assistant for 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 testing for one reason or another, and like oh God, please just save me from this. <laughs> save me from this race. Oh, that's actually that that wasn't that was one more piece of like CES news that. We didn't Are we on the about. same wavelength? Were you going to bring up the home hub? Yes. Ah, we synced. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. That I, at first, I was just like, okay, this is a tablet. They're literally just going into their supply chain, you know, Samsung. reworking a couple things. Yeah, Samsung. Sorry, as making a home hub, releasing in Korea first. I think March is when they're launching it, and then it's coming to the U.S. globally. Um. And it's basically a hub for smart things and all of your Samsung smart home devices and appliances in your home. People are excited. They're just excited to have a universal remote. The universal remote control is living on in this form factor because we have learned voice assistants are kind of clunky. They're actually a very clunky way to interact with all the smart home stuff. So looks like we're sticking it to the interface. <laughs> yeah, and it, it gets back to something that we were talking about earlier when I was talking about uh, about that doorbell. It's like there t- there are times when oh, we've got the you don't need a dedicated remote. We have this app. But you know what? There's some things where I would much rather have a dedicated screen, a dedicated handheld thing that would when I hear the doorbell ring, I can simply like even walk into the next room to see the screen and have these buttons already available to me without having to do anything. It's like something. There's something to be said for here is something. Uh, my mental user interface is that this is an object that does this thing. This isn't a general use prop, general property tool. This isn't a Swiss Army knife where if I want to cut something, first I have to think about what what I want to cut and how I want to cut it, and then find the blade that is correct for that tool. It's like no, I'm going to get this coping. I'm going to get go into my toolbox and get the coping saw because that's exactly what I need for this tool. And there comes all those summers that Andy helped <laughs> his dad with the house chores uh, coming out with the very specific tool callouts. I'm just like, Andy, that's a good. <laughs> I, I I I inherited all of Dad's tools, and with it, a lot of memories. Some of them good, some of them. Dad, 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 why don't we just like buy a new section of dad? It's it's the wrong diameter. Dad, dad this is not the right wrench for this diameter pipe. I know, I know that you're trying to make it work. I know that you'll eventually get it to work. But if we just go to the hardware store that's like two miles down the road, uh, I'll buy it for you. It's eight dollars. There's a specific tool for this. They'll make it really quick. And then the next time I have to do this, dad. Yeah. So that's uh, well. Before we get into more of my therapy session, <laughs> perhaps we should wrap up this epic episode of uh, material therapy. Of material, <laughs> it's material therapy. That's going to be a, that's going to be our satellite, our, our spinoff podcast <laughs> for this. Well, you know, we got to think. We got to think about those bonus episodes because we, folks, you know, Andy and I have found a nice groove with my new schedule. I think. And yes. <laughs> I, I think I, it's I'm time. feeling very groovy. Yeah. See, he for does this for watching, me at I'm one in the morning the his time. Dance. Like, this is this isn't this a man that you would have just <laughs> subscribed to? <laughs> I know it's 2022, but hey, it's fine. Um yeah. 
But yes, yeah. if, you, if if you but if you if you want to subscribe to us, of course, you use your normal podcaster. But if you also want to subscribe to us and support us a little bit extra, uh, go to mm-hmm. relay.fm/slash/material. Not only can you get the show notes for this episode with all these kinds of handsome links to show that no, we were not making all this stuff up. We actually have verified <laughs> sources for all the stuff that we were talking Correct. about. At least. Uh, also, a link to the Sharon Tews uh, New Year's Rock and Eve, so you know what exactly I'm talking about. Oh, they also had the vi- they also had the Village People, and as soon as I mentioned this on Twitter, someone had to correct me. It's not the Village People; it's simply Village People. And correct. I'm like, I saw them live a couple years ago. Oh, there you go, in New Jersey. <laughs> So and they and they if well if it was a couple of years ago it wasn't like the new village people or it wasn't like ke, ke, uh, like uh, Kevin Carrillo's village people featuring Randy Randy Machorine where like they no, they, they replaced so many people there's like three different village people involving three different <laughs> me- members that like split apart and they sued for the name uh, I don't remember actually because it was pouring rain but anyway. Uh, sure. Best way to see village people. Uh, so, yes, go to Relay.fm material. You can become a member of uh, Relay.fm. You get access to all of our bonus content, bonus episodes for not just this podcast, but all of the elegant, well-groomed, well-mannered, and well-educated uh, people who participate in the in the, the, the mighty Relay.fm network. Uh, so what, what, what do you got in the future apart from, like, sleep and wondering what in humanity's grand progress has led us to a week such as a consumer electronics show. Well, if you made it this far into the material podcast, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I am on a couple of other podcasts as well. I also do a podcast on Gizmodo for Gizmodo called Gadgets. We have a new episode out this week, first episode of the year. I am also still on about Android. I know that's a question Yay. I've been getting. I'm on once once a month. Um, I'll let you guys know when I'm back. And I also want to remind everybody that I have a Discord. So if you'd like to come in and join, we have channels. We have people posting like gaming deals. We have a tech support channel. It's it's good. And you can find a link at my website, florencelion.com. Hooray. Uh, and as usual, if you, can, if you can spell my last name, you can check out my Instagram and my Twitter at Anatko, I-H-N-A-T-K-O. Hopefully Anatko.com will be back up and running soon. I'm backloading it with content I'm not announcing like a, a reopening date until like there's like more content. There's content in oh, the pipeline yeah. so that it'll it'll be self-sustaining as soon as it starts running. Uh, and you can also I'm on uh, every Friday usually at uh, WGBH, Boston's NPR station, uh, talking about tech. Go to WG, WGBHnews.org uh, and stream it live or later. Tomorrow I'm on from 1230 to about one-ish, probably talking a little bit about CES, but things that have nothing to do with Google. So it'll all be fresh. <laughs> Uh, well that's going to wrap it up for us this week thank you so much for listening to this week's episode we hope you're back with us next week until then everybody have a safe happy and healthy seven days bye-bye everyone